What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. We've got a short episode for you today, just talking through some things that are front of mind. Uh, really don't have long to uh, really beat a dead horse over this topic that I want to talk about. But it is something that has been an interesting insight to me. It's been something that I've been dealing with over the last couple of weeks. And what I want to tell you about is 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 don't stress over having to go back to the basics. And it's kind of like the next level. It's kind of like, so sometimes when I work with business owners, when I work with people, we, we have to go back to the basics. In fact, if you've ever been a sports fan, uh, anytime a team underperforms, you see the coach or the player, or whoever in the interview afterwards, they say things like, yeah, you know, we're just going to have to go back to the basics and practice this week. We got to get back to the basics for, you know, what does it mean to actually play the sport well? And the same thing's true for business. A lot of times whenever I'm working with someone, we realize that we have made business so complicated. And whether that's, when I say complicated, either it's you know, the way we think about business or even like our processes, like we've made things like, you know, person A has to report to person B who then reports to person C, then person D. And whenever a decision has to be made, the communication has to go through those steps to actually get a decision made when realistically it'd be a lot easier for person A just to talk directly to person D. And so a lot of times when I get in these conversations with people, we talk about what does it really mean to get back to the basics? And the point of my message today is it's less about encouraging you to maintain those basics and to maintain those good habits that will make you flourish, not just as a person, but also in your business as well. What I'm actually speaking to today is our guilt and our our uh, shamefulness in the sense of I feel really bad about the fact that I'm having to still deal with these really basic things. And, and let me break this down and explain kind of what I mean by this. So I've never been someone who's been uh, really fearful of public speaking. And it's only because when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I was a camp counselor and I had to get up and do a skit in front of like 300 kids. And you know, I mean, professionals in general will be really polite to you. They'll be really, uh, you know, they'll we'll kind of keep decorum. But a bunch of like eighth graders, I mean, they will just tell you if they don't like you. And so there's nothing more scary than being in front of a bunch of kids. Well, so when I was in high school, I had to do this skit in front of a bunch of kids as a camp counselor. And I remember it very quickly. I had to sort of get over this fear of, of, uh, of speaking in front of people. And that's, that's not to say that I don't have other fears. Uh, I am very much afraid of spiders, and I think everyone should be because uh, they are the devil's insect. Uh, I'm fearful of plenty of other things, but public speaking has just not been one of them. In fact, uh, whenever I moved on to college, I worked for this nonprofit that, again, put me in front of kids and speaking in front of kids. It actually put me in front of speaking in front of college students. And then when I became a teacher, I became a high school teacher, you know, suddenly I am uh, day after day, I'm delivering seven hours or, or seven hours or so of uh, lessons to a classroom full of kids. And it's anywhere from 15, 20 to all the way up to 40, 45 kids in a classroom. Whenever I got into coaching and specifically consulting, it wasn't just these one-on-one -on -one conversations. I found myself also doing these large group 
Uh, we call them facilitations, and it's called facilitations because it's not really like a seminar. You're not necessarily like teaching on a subject. You're trying to facilitate conversation in the room because you you want them to sort of not not necessarily just figure it out themselves, but you're you're wanting the the learning to happen on their end. So, what's more effective? Is it more effective for me to stand up and say, "Hey, it's really great to value your employees." Or is it more meaningful to take a team of 10, 15, 20, 30 people and ask the question, hey, what does it mean to value an employee? And then let them talk that over and let them figure that out, right? And I'm the person who's kind of like, you know, when you go bowling, you know, if you're really bad uh, or if you're just trying to feel good about yourself, maybe you put the rails up, you know, on the sides of the, uh, the bowling alley. You know, so my job really as a facilitator is just to keep those lanes up so that, you know, because uh, sometimes you have people who say all sorts of really weird, bizarre things. If you've ever been in any kind of public forum, if you've ever been in anything that involves multiple perspectives, you know, you'll get contrasting opinions and that's fine. But every now and then you get this total duck of an opinion. You have someone who says something that uh, you're, everyone's kind of just like, okay, um, yeah. So anyway, and I and actually when I think about this, I had one time that I was working with a bunch of superintendents and I was sitting at this table and these superintendents are all just kind of sharing stories about what's going on with their school districts. And and someone brings up uh, a teacher problem they have uh, and it's a teacher who's just not getting the support they need. Well, another superintendent speaks up and says, "Well, personally, I feel like we shouldn't have any women teachers." which wasn't even the direction of the conversation. You know, we were talking about how do we give teachers the resources they need to, and the authority to make decisions we need to. So this person this person totally beelines the conversation and says, I don't think women should be teachers because, and this is, this is literally what this person was saying, was he went on to say, and furthermore, I think putting teachers, female teachers in the classroom is a conspiracy to get them out of the home so that we can ruin the family. And if you're even listening to this, you're probably thinking like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I can't even like really articulate it well enough beyond the fact that everyone at the table was kind of like, what? What did you just say? Like, what? Uh, and it was like audibly silent, really uncomfortable. And then one superintendent goes, well, I don't know anything about that, but anyway, and just totally beeline the conversation. So my job as a facilitator is to kind of keep the boundaries of the conversation and keep it heading the the direction that it goes, right? And so another great example of that is I was, uh, well, rather than just tell you like the stories of the random weird people that I end up talking to, uh, let's, let me get to the point of what I'm, what I'm saying here. So as a facilitator, I, I often had to talk in front of large groups of people. And the point is, is that I got so many, I've over the years, I've had so many reps in of talking in front of people that I just have not, it just has not been much of an issue to me when it, when it comes to talking in front of people. It's something that I feel like I'm, I'm decent at uh, and that I, I feel relatively comfortable getting up in front of people. Well, flash forward to present day. I'm part of this BNI chapter. And in this BNI chapter, something, and you may not be familiar with BNI, and essentially what it is, it is think of like a weekly meeting of professionals and business owners who 
you're connecting with one another and networking with one another because the idea is when someone knows what you do for a living, when they go out and they interact with their own clients, if they run into someone who could use your services, they are agreeing to refer that person to you rather than to like some random person that they know or just being like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who who could help you with that. So it's kind of like this whole I scratch your back, you scratch my back kind of uh, of group. And it's actually the chapter I'm in. I've heard that that there's varying opinions on if it's a good group or not. Uh, I feel very blessed to be part of a chapter where uh, everyone seems to be very professional and they seem to be just really phenomenally just great people. And so it's very easy to get up on a Tuesday morning and make it to this meeting. Well, part of the the weekly meeting is that you have to get up and sort of pitch your business and kind of give like a, um, not just pitch your business, but also you're kind of explaining what do you need that week in terms of referrals, you know, hey, I would really love to. So like someone who like runs like an office cleaning business might say, hey, I'm looking to add a dental practice to my client list this week. So if you know anyone who runs a dental practice, please reach out to me and let them know that I'm here. So, you know, you're, you're giving information about what you're looking for. Sometimes you're talking a little about what your business does. And in general, you're just, you're just every week you're kind of pitching in 30 seconds or a minute. You're saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. So it's really, really cool practice for the person who does not uh, have their pitch down. It's a really good opportunity to continue to perfect it, to kind of read the room and get an idea of is, is what I'm saying registering. Well, I mentioned how public speaking is really not something that bothers me, and it's it's usually pretty easy for me to get up in front of people. Well, something interesting happened at my BNI meeting a couple of weeks ago. As I got up and I started talking about this client that I had, and you may remember a time when you were like in middle school or high school where you had to give a presentation and you were like holding a paper with like your notes and suddenly you're handshaking because you're nervous. And then now you're self-conscious about the hand. And so you're thinking, how do I get the hand to stop? But at the same time, you're still trying to keep talking about what you're going to talk about. And it just kind of makes the whole thing worse. Well, so I'm getting up and I'm talking and suddenly I have this overwhelming sense of why am I sweating right now? Why am I so nervous? And and as I sit down, as I finish my little pitch, I realize that my hands are, my hands are shaking, right? And I'm kind of embarrassed because I'm like, and not that anyone's really paying attention, but I'm kind of embarrassed for myself because I have a pretty high standard for how I operate. And and I'm like, what the heck just came over me? And I thought that was kind of a weird fluke of a deal. We'll go back to the next week then, same thing happens. I find myself really nervous, kind of stammering, kind of like, where am I going with this? What am I talking about? And I was so bothered, but for my own sake, I was so bothered that I wasn't able to communicate the way I wanted to and that I'd gotten so nervous. And I actually started, you know, as I was leaving BNI that day, I started getting pretty frustrated thinking like, I have done public speaking. I have spoken in front of people hundreds of times, at least hundreds of times. I mean, I've spoken in front of thousands of people. And so this is not something that I have a problem with. And I was kind of beating myself up about it. I was like, why do I feel so nervous about this? And, you know, there's a lot I could probably like analyze and overanalyze. And, you know, if I really wanted to dive into my own mind, I could probably like figure out the source of that. 
But I think beyond any of that, what I decided to do as I was leaving that day is I thought, you know what? Next week's BNI meeting for my pitch, I'm going to get in front of a mirror and I'm going to practice what I'm, you know, it's only 30 seconds to a minute, but I'm going to practice what I'm going to say. I'm going to get it really clear, really nailed down, and I'm going to practice it until I feel really good about this. So I was telling my wife about this and, and she's like the most supportive, wonderful, amazing human on this planet. Literally, if you think someone you know is more amazing, you're wrong. She is perfect and amazing. She's wonderful. Well, she was giving me a hard time because we're best friends. And so we like to joke around a lot. And she was saying like, wow, get in front of the mirror. It's been a while since you've done that. Like, what's going on? And, and you know, I just, and I really wasn't feeling bad about it uh, until she said that. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really have not felt bad about it. Really what I was thinking in my mind was, you know, sometimes you just have to go back to the basics and that is okay. And it's, it's, it's a different point of conversation than someone who stays in the, in, in, in a basic mentality for the duration of their career. You know, it's a different conversation of someone who's been operating at a very basic level and you have to say, okay, you know what? I really need you to elevate your thinking. I really need you to think beyond yourself you know, I need more from you. It's it's not that conversation. It's a point of encouragement and, and understanding that the basics are foundational and they're there for a reason. And the whole reason we have to go back to those basics sometimes is because I think we're complicated as people. I think that work can become really complicated. And I think that that it takes reminding ourselves of the basics to remember really just how sweet those concepts are. You know, a good way to think about this would be I was working with one company where they were really they had they had experienced some success and and this is actually a really common conversation I have sometimes. Well, they had experienced some success with their business and had kind of developed this chip on their shoulder where previously their their mentality for business was we always respond to a customer within 24 hours. So any kind of email, uh, request, uh, chat, anything like that. Within 24 hours, we always get back to a customer. Well, this company had gotten so much success that they had kind of gotten away from that. And they were starting to lose some customers. In fact, there were there were customers who were getting frustrated because their emails were going into this queue that, you know, it was taking three, four, five days for someone to get back to them. Well, in talking to this business owner, it was kind of like, well, I mean, don't they know how busy we are? I mean, don't they know... You know, the the volume of people we're working with, and that can happen a lot with business, is as we experience success, we become less externally focused and we become more internally focused. You know, how dare they talk to me that way? You know, are these people trying to take advantage of me? You know, all these different thoughts that come into our mind that's very self-oriented rather than the customer-oriented. And I remember the, the conversation, and this is a line that I've heard a million times over, and it makes me cringe every time I hear it. The line that was finally delivered to me was, if they don't like it, they can, they can shop somewhere else. And there's so much hubris in that comment because customers will shop somewhere else. They, 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 a customer's loyalty is actually, we like to sort of paint it out to be this really meaningful thing. But customers, at the end of the day, they care about where can they find something of good quality and of uh, cheap cost, right? And so it's not a question of, you know, 
will they or won't they? They will. They will go somewhere else. And so as we began working together, as we began talking in this conversation, it was, okay, we, we really need to get back to the basics of what does it mean to value the customer? Same thing is true in a lot of companies that I work with where there's a lot of management problems internally. It's, it's okay, how do we get back to the basics of what does it mean to value an employee? Heck, let's just, let's just strike the conversation from an HR perspective. What does it mean to simply value a person? How do you provide value to someone? Well, you know, this is not a fluffy company. We're not looking to, you know, build our company on good feelings. That's great. We're not talking about anything that has anything to do with that. We're not having any kind of conversation on soft skills. We're not having a conversation on, you know, do people like this place? We're simply talking about how do you communicate from a very basic level how do you communicate value to your people? You know, wherever you are in your leadership journey, don't feel bad about having to go back to the basics. I really feel like the complexity of life and honestly, just the seasons that we're in. I mean, sometimes we get into a season where it's just like, what is happening right now? You know, what is going on in my life right now? That's It's, it's like I'm not just spinning five different plates you know, I'm wearing 12 different hats and spinning five different plates and balancing on one leg, you know, and, and so the complexity of life, the whirlwind that is life sometimes forces us to go back to the basics. And if anything, it might be a challenge to you if you are experiencing a hang up in your life, or let's say you're experiencing, you know, you've hit a wall. Let's talk about a wall related to revenue, the growth of your business, maybe just you as a person. Right. And so we have these moments in our lives where we feel like we're really growing and developing as people. It's like, man, in that season of my life, I, I feel like I grew more as a professional, as a man, uh, as a husband than any other time in my life. And, and now I'm living in a moment where it's the opposite of that. Right. I, I'm living in a moment where I'm up against a wall for my business. It's this concrete block. Uh, I heard a guy last night, I was in a meeting last night, and I loved the way he articulated what he was up against. He said he felt like he was tilling a field, and instead of soft dirt, it was a concrete block. And so he he kept alluding to, you know, I'm tilling this concrete block, and I'm just trying to pick away at it. And sometimes it really feels that way, right? And it feels like, man, why does everything seem so hard? Maybe that's a sign you need to go back to the basics, Right? Well, I can't find any customers for my business. Okay, what's, let's go back to the basic concept. Who are you calling? Who are you reaching out to? What does your business offer on a really basic level? You know, getting back to those, bakes, those basics can provide the answer for, uh, you know, because sometimes we, if, we, if we think about this, sometimes we just make it a lot harder than it has to be. You know, we make it so much more, and I don't know if it's because we overthink it, or maybe the right answer just it just seems too simple. You know, I was talking to a guy who he was saying, "Man, I just feel really isolated lately. I feel like I don't have a depth of friendship with with the people that I want." Okay, well, who have you called lately? Who have you asked to get coffee with? Who have you asked to hang out with? I mean, these are very basic answers. And but you know, the mind, uh, you know, not not you know, you as the listener, not your mind or my mind. I just mean the mind in general. We just like to make things so, so much harder than they have to be, and they just don't have to be that way. 
There's a basic answer. There's a foundational principle for how you can grow and develop these different areas in your life. The same thing is absolutely true for your business. Short episode today. That's really just what's been on my mind. Uh, I thought about not even recording this because I thought I really don't have that much to say about it. Uh, But then I would be apologizing on the next episode for waiting so long for not recording an episode. Uh, As always, man, I appreciate your support. I appreciate my listeners. Man, I just, I, I, what fulfills me in life is to know that I can just jump on a microphone and right now I'm just staring at a wall as I'm talking. (laughs) You know, I'm just rambling. And what fulfills me in life, there's a lot of different things that fulfill me in life. But one of the things that fulfills me in life is knowing that I get to share just some really simple information and that there's people out there who feel helped by it, who feel motivated by it, who feel encouraged by it. And that's really all that matters in my life. And so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for your support, man. I love the people who will pull me aside and say, Hey, listen to your episode, listen to your podcast. It made a big difference. Uh, as always guys, email me Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com If you want to talk about your business or just talk about life in general, uh, I'm always available to chat, uh, and I will catch you all later. Thank you. I'll see you.